0: You're listening to the Desperation Podcast, a generation in desperate pursuit of God. www.desperationonline.com
1: Hey everybody, David Perkins here. I've got Pastor Aaron Stern, the pastor of The Mill, the college pastor at New Life Church with me here today. Aaron, thanks for being here. Oh, my pleasure. He's quite the man, and uh, we're we. One of the things we're committed to here at Desperation is we want to see a youth movement for local churches, and see high school, college, and even junior high kids uh, desperately pursuing God. And so, one of the miracles that's taken place around here at New Life is to watch the growth of the mill and all that God's done, uh, not only in the growth, but in the incredible discipleship and evangelism and missions, and uh, that's taken place with college students and. so Aaron today is just going to have a little conversation with us. Aaron, why don't you just start off and tell us a little bit about the history of the mill. And, you know, we have local churches across America that uh, want, desire to have a college group or to have their college group grow, and God's done some miracles here. Um, tell us a little bit about, how the, about the history, kind of how um, you got some traction and what God did.
0: Well, I think that um, one of the most important things to realize is that Is that we need to do it? You know the whole idea of desperation being a a movement for local churches. You know is that local churches need to be full of college students and twenty somethings, and right now that isn't the case. And in most churches, that's the gap. That's the area where they they leave, they go away, they're not really filling the services, all that kind of thing. And so. So we are really excited to see what we've seen around here and be a part of what God's doing here. But I don't think that it has; to, it is isolated. In other words, it can happen in Memphis, it can happen in Nashville, it can happen in in Timbuktu, it can happen in in Detroit, it can happen in Minneapolis, it can happen in Colorado Springs. And so, um, so we're really excited about what God's doing here and want to see that happen all over the country.
1: Yeah, it's kind of a unique thing because realistically Colorado Springs isn't considered a college town at all. Right, we're not a college town. We're not across the street from University of Colorado uh, where there's 30 or 40,000
0: students um, and so we have some commuter campuses we have some community colleges we have um, <laughs> who so, doesn't have a community college <laughs> right. so we've got we've got some of that but we yeah it's true we are not a predominantly college town overflowing with college students and and yet we've seen them come together in mass and worship God it's been really powerful
1: one of the things that i love about the mill obviously um, it's been a privilege for me to be around, hanging out, running the furnace uh, since the early days. Uh, but the mill is not um, uh, full of show. The mill it has really people that truly love God, worship strong. Um, it's not a cynical group. Uh, it's 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 built on the foundations of the gospel. And um, why don't you just talk for a few minutes about about what you built it on, what what you've maintained it on? Well, I think that one of the things that we
0: have around here is what you build something on is what you have to maintain it on. And so, so you kind of decide in the beginning what you want to be doing down the road. And, um, and so I think we decided let's, let's build this around people really authentically loving God. And, and so I've had people worshiping God and really had people passionately praying, uh, and seeking God and really studying the scripture. So, so I mean, you and I have done this together. You've been a part of this for the last several years and, yeah. and, and we've really, I think that we've really pushed college students to love God, push them to where they want to be, uh, maybe not where they're at. Um, I think also, um, provided opportunities and avenues for them to really authentically connect with God. So I think in the middle, you know, the worship has been powerful and strong, um, we don't kind of set up a, uh, and certainly nothing against the style, but we haven't set up a coffee shop with a acoustic guitar and said, okay, that's it, because college students just like to chill. But, I mean, we've pushed them in worship towards really being passionate. And, you know, you mentioned the Furnace. The Furnace is an intense discipleship program that helps students be intense in their relationship with the Lord and not just kind of push it off and and all that kind of thing so that so that actually in these years which are the most formative it's I think some of the most formative years of our lives where we make the decisions about who we're probably going to marry what we're going to do with our lives what kind of schooling and education we're going to get and and really in many ways, make the decision about what our lives are going to look like as far as following God. And so, so we push them in that direction. We we provide avenues for and, and opportunities, whether it be retreats or Friday night services or missions opportunities or the Furnace intern program, whatever the case might be. Loads of opportunities to really push them, and, and, it's, and people jump on it.
1: Yeah, you hit on a good idea there. A lot of people create an environment that's really a chill environment with kind of the idea of going and kind of meeting them where they're at. One of the things that's so distinct, though, about the mill is it's kind of the opposite. It's a constant <laughs> pushing them toward mm-hmm. more. And, you know, when you're in a position of leadership, you just lead. And that's what you've done with the mill in the sense that, I mean, you're challenging kids to sacrifice money. You're doing offerings. You're telling them to go on mission trips, to go all over the world. And so they're giving – I mean, poor college kids are giving money and offerings. Poor yeah. college kids are going all over the world on airplanes on <laughs> mission
0: trips. I'm convinced, one, they're not really that poor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and two, I think you've got to call them to something greater. Right. And I think we've seen that. Um, just uh, several months ago, right before Christmas, we did a – we did an offering uh, to help some single moms around the community and so we we wanted what we wanted to do was buy a car a, a new car for a single mom right and change her life you know not just give her a nice turkey dinner or a fruit pound cake or something like <laughs> that but but a car you know tr- change her life she, so we found a single mom she didn't have a car she was barely able to pay her bills. She actually had just sold her car in order to pay bills, so she was going to ride the bus and all that kind of thing. And, and so, so we decided, as the mill, she didn't even know we were doing this, we said, let's try and raise some money to buy her a car. I, hadn't, I didn't know what kind of response we'd get. And in one night, we raised over $30,000, paid for a car, bought this lady a car, bought, and, and ended up then helping multiple, multiple other families. Uh, single moms throughout the community was powerful. But the reason I think was because we decided let's, let's call them to something greater. Let's, let's push them in a direction towards uh, living outside of themselves. So many times in this particular area, this phase of life is kind of a look inside yourself, figure out who you are. And I, I say, let's look at who God is and let's look at what God is doing in this generation. And let's get on board with that.
1: Yeah. One of the things, Aaron, uh, clearly, I mean, the mill started with about 30 college kids and you preaching to them like it was 10,000, you know, and now, you know, God faithfully over the years has grown into over a thousand college kids that gather every Friday night and it's a miracle. And when most people think about starting a college group, they're thinking about starting with five or 10 or 30 or whatever. Um, give, us, give us a little kind of history in the formation. If someone's going to build a college group... Um, you did one of the things that I think you did in a phenomenal job with was building a leadership team. Suddenly, there was a lot of excitement and buzz about Friday nights, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously, that's the night of the week where most college kids would go out and not be worshiping and praying and seeking God. Right. Uh, yeah. That's kind of party night, you know, in college world. And you've done a phenomenal job with creating buzz about Friday night and build an incredible leadership team. I mean, Aaron Stern is running all kinds of things. And the mill's happening in a powerful way, but you've created leaders around you. Can you just give us a few kind of ideas about building a good leadership team? Well, I think that overall, we
0: we will only be as strong as the people we surround ourselves with. So, so I think that one of the things that I have done is not that I'm so great, but instead I've surrounded myself with David Perkins and Glenn Packham and you know, a couple of other guys to help kind of make the service happen, but then really surrounded myself with and pulled in as many people as I can to help. And I, I'm the type of guy, my love language is service. And so (laughs) let's work together. And, and so I, I, in the beginning, I just said, I just decided I needed to look around and find some people that I wanted to do this with. And, and I, I would start inviting people towards, Hey, do you want to be part of the mill leadership team? And they'd say, what's that? And I'd say, I, I don't know, but <laughs> well, let's go do it, whatever it is. And really all it was, we'd get together, we'd talk about the mill, and we'd pray. And um, and I think that that really is an indication of where the mill has been birthed out of. It's birthed out of prayer and a passion to see college students um, come to know God and love God. And, um, and so I think as that team grows and builds... Um, the mill has grown and built. I think as, as, as leadership, as leadership goes, so goes the ministry. And so, um, and we've built that leadership team on servanthood. You know, the whole idea is that Jesus was the greatest servant, but he, and he was the greatest leader. So therefore, in order for us to be great leaders, as Jesus was, we must be great servants. And so our leadership team is not made up of some of the most amazing people in the world who can go out and lead mega small groups or lead missions trips or now some of them can right but others of them really can't but they have a heart to serve and i'm convinced that those are the types of hearts that god wants to use in order to make great leaders and over time we've seen that and so so a lot of times they'll come in be part of the leadership team which means that they pick up the trash right. which means that they brew coffee on a friday night and that heart of service creates a, a, a desire to serve which I think God says, I want people who serve who are going to be my leaders. And that there's a cohesiveness that happens when you serve together, and 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 it's really happened.
1: Yeah, and you highlight what their strengths are. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly you've had guys that all they could do is drive a van, and so rented a van for them and had them go pick up college kids on Friday evenings. And, I mean, that's phenomenal. Yeah, um, well, I mean, I think, and that's the the
0: key about the whole thing is is that Somebody who leads a mission trip is not somehow more important in the kingdom of God right. than somebody who picks up students from a college campus down the road. Right. The person who brews coffee is not somehow more important or less important than the person who leads a, a small group. You know, that, that we're all part of the body of Christ. I mean, the Bible says that, the, the, that maybe actually the, the liver or the part that you don't see might actually, even though it doesn't get as much fanfare might actually be a little more important than the, the finger you know the part that you see so so it's the whole idea that the body of Christ works together and we're all in ministry together regardless of our function and and so we're, and we're all leaders uh, if we're willing
1: to serve yeah that's good so if you were to give uh, some advice to some guys out there who were looking at being a communicator, to college students. Uh, clearly, we're all on a learning curve, mm-hmm. and you've been working, you've been doing this for a long time now, and so you, you teach the Bible every Friday night. Do you have any, uh, just, just a couple nuggets, a, a couple thoughts for people that are wanting to develop their ability in communicating to that age group, to the 20 something college yeah. age group? I think that, uh, one, I think
0: we, it needs to be looked at as something that you really work at. You know, it's just like a musician, right? I know Glenn Packham didn't just pick up a guitar one day and say, "I want to be a musician," and then never practice. I mean, yeah. I know that he spends time, you know, f- finding chords or whatever, <laughs> whatever that do. is, dude. whatever they do. But, <laughs> but, but, but you know, I mean, there's practice, practice, practice and there's there's work at it, and he's thinking through chord <laughs> stuff. I don't know, and 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 so and so, it, but he's honed his craft, you yeah. know he's worked on his things through it. So, so I've always tried to work at it. Now, one of the best ways that you can work at it, I'm married, you're married, is my wife helps me be better, you know? So yeah. after I talk, I ask her, what, "What what what do you think? What did I do?" Not just a, "Oh, that was really great. That was a good word from the Lord." But what's – did I and she'll say something like, "Oh, you pace too much or you need to not say, you know, or you need to, you know, <laughs> just just jump into your talk right away. Don't, don't say what you said at the beginning or you should have said this. And sometimes as hard as that was to hear, it was really good for me to listen to her and that kind of thing. So, so if you're married, let your wife do that. Uh, if you're not, then find somebody that can really be your best friend, though it might be difficult to hear those types of things. And so, so I think that's one. I think the other thing is is to really recognize in regards to what to talk about is that I think that college students want to hear the truth.
1: Mm. Yeah, and
0: right. And so to, we need to make sure that we're not watering it down and beating around the bush and just kind of skimming across the surface. I'm convinced the, almost the more I push, the, the stronger we communicate truth, the more people respond. The, the more I get in their grill a little right. bit yeah. about sin or about what their lives are looking like or where they're going the the greater the response. Now certainly that mean might mean that some people are like, eh, I'm not sure about that, but the greater there there's still a greater response in the middle of all that. And so so I think there's kind of a balance that needs to happen when you talk to college students because they're not dumb. Right. <laughs> and so they 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 want to engage you intellectually. They want to be it, it needs to kind of make sense. So you, you got to be able to have some good content, but I say in the middle of that we can't just lean on that and make it just an intellectual exercise that there's got to be a passion and a and a and a challenge in the midst of all of that and so so i say speak the truth but but speak it powerfully and and let the let the truth of god really come out and come out strong and um and and i think we've seen that work in a powerful way
1: yeah one of the things that you're talking about is uh diligently um, working at becoming a better communicator. And additionally, developing really good content. Mm-hmm. You can't fake it with college students. You have right. to d- get good content. Yeah. And that's one of the things that you do. Uh, what do you have on your on your iPod right now? What what podcasts, what, what books are you reading? Anything you want to throw out there as far as some good guys that are putting out some good content. Obviously, you're praying and studying the scriptures and God's giving you revelation. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're also... Responsible with being good readers and listeners. Yeah. Do you have any anybody you want to throw out there that these guys could well, kind of delve into? Yeah. In regard
0: to podcasts, I think uh, Rob Bell stuff is great. Um, I of course Louis, listen to Louis Giglio. I mean he's he's doing such a great job with college students, and so you can't right. Y- you got to look at his, what he's doing and think, man, I got to figure out what he's doing and connect with it a little bit. Yeah, he's now, the granddaddy. He's yeah, doing a great right. job. That's right, my hero. And so. Right. Um, Without a doubt, him. I think there's uh, Erwin McManus has some great stuff. Uh, Ravi Zacharias has some great stuff as far as really intellectually understanding some of the steps that and sure. some of the answers that college students are wanting. Yeah. Um, in regards to books, uh, I'm kind of a sometimes christian books i'm a way huge aw tozer fan
1: yes preach
0: (laughs) knowledge of the the holy shout um number one book (laughs) favorite book um i'm 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 reading it for the third time here so now as i go through it i have yellow highlights and black underlines and blue underlines and so each time i go through it's like i go through with a different color or something like that trying to distinguish when i wrote the ideas in here exactly hold things out of it so aw tozer is fabulous um I also just enjoy leadership books, you know, yeah. um, uh, and sociology type books, books on how do people think and react and understand things. So book, um, the tipping point by Malcolm Gladwell is a really great one. It talks about some different ideas about how to communicate with people or how to interact with people or who to, It he has one chapter where he talks about, uh, in the tipping point about, um, connectors and finding connecting type people. And so I, I, I think you can apply that to ministry about, even building leadership teams. Find the te- people that are going to be connecting with other people. Um, so so certainly books like that, um, J.I. Packard, Knowing God. Oh, and, keep
1: it coming. Um, <laughs> See, that's uh, one of the things all I All that love. stuff,
0: you know. So I'm more of a – on Christian books, I'm
1: more of a read the dead guys right. type guys, Read the so, classics. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I love that. And I think that uh, – I mean it's evident right now you're doing Unfathomable, mm-hmm. a series on the attributes of God, and you're reading – Good God stuff. Not just the latest and greatest, but you're, you're delving deep into with college students preaching to a thousand kids on the attributes of God and they're loving it. Oh, loving it.
0: And I, and, and I think what it is, is you've got to walk through, how do I communicate this in such a way that it connects with where they're really at? Yeah. So, so I mean. I can talk about what it means for God to be holy, but what what does that mean to their lives? Why is it important to them that right. God's holy? <laughs> and and so start start talking through the fact that because God's holy, you can be holy and he wants you to be holy and how do you how do you make that happen? You right. know? So so without a doubt. So and I think that it's got to be and I know that you do this as well is is if you're going to communicate about something, it's got to be something in here. It's got to be in your heart. So right. so as I'm talking about an unfathomable God. I mean, I'm just burning with this desire. And it my, really my prayer is God, I just pray that you would help me get what's in here out of my mouth in such a way that it makes sense. <laughs> Cause it's like a, you know, it's like, like Alka-Seltzer going on in my heart, you know, it's just this buzz going on in here, but I need to get those out into words that make sense and hit people's hearts, you know? Right. So
1: and I think one of the things that's fun is that, you and I will both, we'll both be students of the Bible. We'll both be reading and listening, etc. And, uh, and we'll preach the same ideas. And you'll preach it, and then I'll take it, or, and vice versa. And I think that's healthy. And I've been around some communities that are kind of the, you know, if it wasn't birthed in your heart, um, then, you know, it's some God-awful thing for you to talk about it. But in reality, I think if it lives in you, Oh yeah, preach it, and if there's a, a good illustration or a verse that resonates and someone else says it, boy, and it lives inside of you, oh yeah declare it and take it and run with it, and you can do that with other podcasts, books, et cetera
0: for sure. I mean, I know that that reading a book, I'll come across an idea or an illustration, and I'll think this is it, and maybe i'll we'll, I'll develop it or expand it or put my spin on it or my personal personality into it or something like that but but you know God's truth is God's truth, and, and so. So I think in the same way that I like to take little things here and there and piece them together. I mean, I don't I, I don't care if people take what I got to say and or you know, take what you got to say and just say it. I mean, hey, whatever we can do to get the the truth of God out into the hearts and the minds of college students and
1: this generation is awesome. Okay, so desperation we're committed to a youth movement for local churches, a generation in desperate pursuit of God. We want to see local churches Going after God with strength at the teenage level and at the college level, and we're adding this new thing this year. You're spearheading it, and it's going to be phenomenal. The lead conference, and we want to we want to invite as many youth pastors that want to start a college group, um, people in the church that want to start a college group, maybe college pastors that are already established to come be a part of it. Um, tell us a little bit about the lead conference. Yeah, it's I mean I'm
0: super excited about it. It's June 14th and 15th. It's a Thursday and Friday, and it is a gathering together of of college pastors or, or or campus leaders or it might be somebody that's maybe not paid by the church but they are the ones that they're the one that's they're spearheading running. the college ministry in that church, which is often the case with college ministry. That's right, and so anybody that really has a heart to. Uh, or is in the middle of, or or is has been commissioned by their church to uh, really reach out and connect with college students. Um, this is the conference for, for them. So, um, and and we've got ways for you to really bring your whole leadership team, or whatever the case might be. And really, the the heart behind the whole idea is, just like you said, we wanna we wanna help local churches. Right. And we wanna help. Um, local churches reach out to this generation and this demographic and we want to see what we've seen here happen all over the country and we believe it can happen so so uh so the lead conference is two days in comfort uh we've got speakers we've got um uh margaret feinberg is going to be here she's a nationally known author she's written the book uh 20 something um she's fabulous um she's going to be here uh, you and I will be here. Desperation Band will be leading worship. It's going to be a great couple of days, not only of some philosophy of ministry ideas, but also some very practicals. How do you how do you get students to go on missions? How how do you how do you get people? How do you get college students to develop a heart for the nations? How do you how do you get uh, students to really buy into this whole deal? What do you do? What kind of what do you do to get a worship? band together you know right. things like that
1: so and how do you get students to dive into prayer right so it's going to be a great couple of days so when you said we've got options first of all it's lead conference what's yeah, the website lead conference.org so it's lead conference.org and i just want to highlight you said we have ways for groups to get here you have a group registration fee where essentially you pay one fee and you can bring as many people that's as you right. want that's right so so
0: it's the, there's an individual uh, rate, and then if you bring, I think it's get, if you get up to three, um, the the group rate becomes cheaper than the individual rate. So, so the group rate though means once you get to that rate, you can bring as many people. So if you want to pay that amount and then bring a hundred people, right, you can do it. And so it really does make it so that you can actually bring your team, right, and and you can get it as a team while you're here and and come in and I. I I love the idea of people coming here, getting some ideas, praying together, being away, getting some vision, and going back and, as a team,
1: really jumping
0: in and making it happen.
1: So all of you out there that are a day's drive from Colorado Springs, load up the bus, bring the old ladies, everybody goes because everybody gets in for one price. Yeah, that's right. It's a steal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's really exciting. So July – June. Sorry. June 13th. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm so connected to July. It's July. June 14th and 15th. Yeah, Desperation Conference, July 19th through 21. There right, you go. <laughs> June 14th and 15th, and it's leadconference.org. Fantastic. Let's go ahead and let's just say a quick prayer for um, some of the people that are listening to this that desperately want to start a college group or to have their college group grow, and they're a little discouraged or they haven't seen the kind of uh, mushroom growth that uh, that you have. Like can, we, can we just say a prayer for them real quick? Absolutely. And then we'll sign off here. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for uh, what you're doing uh, across the country with college kids. We thank you for uh, this, the kind of the resurgence of worship where there's college kids worshiping and praying and seeking you. God, thank you for uh, what you've done here at the Mill and what you're doing at really local churches across uh, America. And Father, we just lift up those who right now are feeling uh, and sensing that you are leading them to lead college age students in the pursuit of god um whether it be in a meeting whether it be in a discipleship format whatever it might be we pray that you would give them the divine strength that you would fill them and lord god that you would do a miracle in even their ministry and in their lives and we thank you for what you're going to do god we pray that um As they launch or as they grow, that uh, they would build it on the word of God, that they would build it on worship, they would build it on prayer, they would build it on missions, they would build it on things that you've called us to in your word so that uh, it would be maintained on that for years to come. We thank you for what you're going to do, God.
0: Jesus, we are so grateful for what you're doing in our hearts and what you're doing here in Colorado Springs. But, God, our heart is to see that happening throughout this country, that you would raise up a generation of college students who are passionate for your name, who are... are driven to the nations who want to see their their friends and their families and their generation serve you in a powerful way. And so right now, we just take a moment to pray for college students all around this country. God, we pray that you would draw them to your, to your face, draw them to your heart, draw them to you in a powerful way. God, we pray them hungry and thirsty for righteousness. God, we pray that they would be drawn to you and only be satisfied when they find you. And so, God, we just ask that you would do a powerful work amongst local churches uh campus ministries god that those those meetings that the people that are lo- that are longing to engage and disciple college students that there would be a that, that 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 you would do something powerful there that your presence would reside there in a powerful way that people would be drawn to what you're doing god and so god we just pray for an increased activity of the holy spirit amongst ministries uh working with and discipling college students in our country in jesus name amen, amen. You've just heard one of the speakers from Desperation, a ministry of New Life Church in Colorado Springs. For more information on becoming a Desperation intern, attending one of our conferences, or joining the Desperation National Network for Local Churches, visit us at desperationonline.com.